0: The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Arturia, Avid, Source Elements, and RSBE Audio Solutions.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. Now, in case you're thinking, hmm, Julian sounds a little strange, that's some crazy pitch shifting happening. Well, I'm Achea, and Julian will be back with us again next week. But in this week's edition, I'm joined by Russ Hughes and re-recording mixer and supervising sound editor, Reed Caulfield, who's joining us all the way from LA. Hi there. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so this week, we're going to be talking about an article that Russ has written called Sound or Workflow, What Matters Most?, Uh, Russ, what inspired that article?
2: Before I say that, I think you were slightly being modest there. Ashia has joined uh, the podcast team because she's been on a few, and she's got lots of cool stuff to say. Uh, She's also not middle-aged and male (laughs) either, which in this industry is rare. Uh, hmm. And so you'll be hearing a lot more of Ashia as her and Julian co-hosts most weeks. But we, because of Ashia, Julian's. Gone down the beach, which is great. This is this <laughs> nice. is what we want. So so sorry, I just wanted to say that at the start, while you were while you were while you were being typically uh, British and self deprecating. Uh, oh, anyway, that's okay. but, but, but 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 anyway. So Thank back you. to the article. Uh, yes, it, often a lot of my articles are kind of are often motivated by real life scenarios, and I think that's probably why they often resonate with people. I think it wasn't even a problem on this occasion. I was in the studio. And I had to put something together for a client. And uh, I flipped on my Avid Carbon again, which has the hybrid audio in, engine in it. Mm. And uh, I've spoken to the team over at Avid. And the reason that the, the hybrid audio engine works so well is mm. it still has that layer that you often get with other interfaces. You know, that kind of hay- a low latency kind of little mix you get if you're using a Focusrite, or if you're using an, a UAD. Mm. But they've managed mm. to put it transparently in the path inside... Pro Tools, which is really clever. Okay,
1: very nice, yeah.
2: So what happens is that when I switch on Carbon and plug stuff in, I don't have to go, well, what was my latency ladder? Oh, it was 1024, that's going to be too high. Or where's the software to get this into low latency mode? Or if I do a drop-in, I've got to remember to put the mute switch on and off at the right point, otherwise I get two signals coming and all that. It just works. And I was... Really, really excited about this. I thought, I just thought, yeah, this is great. And mm. for those of us who, who do this for a living, and I think all three of us do, anytime mm-hmm. you can just get your work done with a minimum of inertia, that's a great day. That uh, is a great day. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, it speaks as much to the kind of failed promises of a lot of tech as it does to... Uh, when tech does do the right thing. So, I then posted on Facebook and said, I have just reminded myself today how cool the carbon and the hybrid engine is. It just works. And Then it was a celebration moment, but I was dumb because I'd forgot that the minute you post something like that, this instantly people started going. Well, does it have? I think this one has an even better latency number, and Mm. this one has better converters. And before I knew it, we were back down one of those rabbit holes. And I kind of sat there thinking, what do I do? Do I just ignore all these people? I kind of got involved, and what (laughs) I was trying to say was, listen, I wasn't talking about theoretical stuff. I was just talking about the joy of being in the studio and stuff just working. And perhaps I'm old and lazy and all those things, but those make, those things make me happy. And so I wrote a piece because I'm, you can go in to any forum and they're debating the, 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 the one dB difference between an EQ or mm. or the noise floor on different interfaces, and some of it's some of it's kind of amusing because I know that half the interfaces they're comparing are, are all using the same components like converters and stuff. So mm. it's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes moment sometimes when you read these forum discussions, and they all and part of me asks two questions: one, do they have no work to do because I don't have time to get involved in those mm. discussions? Yeah, exactly. And two, does it really matter anyway in the grand scheme of stuff, because most of my clients just want the work delivering, and
1: well, that's the thing yeah,
2: that's it. so that's where the article came from, and I then Reed said, "Russ, love the article, would love to chat about this." so Reed, I don't know what you you were thinking
3: Yeah, um so a couple of things, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't have time to do a whole lot of mucking around um but also being someone who i mean this is my i think this is my 40th year being a working oh, wow. sound engineer um almost all in television um th- i can go back far enough to remember when i was doing my work on analog gear and i don't want to be that stodgy old guy who says well back in the day back in my day but there was something about walking into a studio that was never powered down. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and there were dedicated systems for every task. There was yep. a dedicated mixer. There was a dedicated uh, 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 tape machine. There were dedicated synchronizers. We've taken all of that. And all of those things were built like tanks. And they rarely failed. When they Mm -hmm. did fail, they would fail spectacularly. There's nothing like watching a a whole channel of an SSL 4000 go up in smoke or a Studer channel going down. But um, this sort of what I'd call a military hardware approach to the way we were able to work back then, which was, okay. here's the thing. This is what it's for. And it just we've lost that with with the general computing revolution right so now A Macintosh uh, handles all of that. A software handles all of that, but these things don't interface perfectly. Just before mm-hmm. the podcast, we were the three of us wondering why there was a little bit of echo on my um, on my feed to you, and that's mm-hmm. because the interface I'm using basically has you know um, has a, a, a little inbuilt mixer, and uh, if I didn't want to hear the two of you, there would be no latency, and uh, if I do want to hear the two of you there's latency so there it feels like it's been you know 35 years of kind of 30 years of Mm trade-offs from where we were but my clients rarely care at this point you you, you know if i'm using if i'm working in front of a client and i pull up some exotic plugin like something i just got like a you know a bx focus right channel or whatever it is and i I'm using it for the reasons I'm using it, which is actually fairly rare in post-production, um, my clients will stop and say, oh, whoa, whoa, what's that? What's, what's that? At that point, they're interested. Uh, prior to that, honestly, I work mostly on my own. I flow hmm. my work out to clients. They come back. They comment. And I have to tell you, I've got the, the avid eq7 strip on every channel yeah because mm-hmm. it's just it's it's it it's works. just a workhorse it i don't yeah i'm not really looking for a lot of color um mm-hmm. like um like an emulation or a real um uh preamp channel would or eq channel would uh, would allow for so my my simple rule and conclusion is what gets me there fastest
1: mm-hmm. that's it Absolutely. So, so, Reed, you're basically saying that actually back in the day it used to be simpler than it is now to just go into a session. And everything used to be ready. You didn't have to fuss around with, you know, computers and stuff. And it would just be a nice kind of easy, easy session.
3: 100%.
2: I think you wow. missed part of the equation there, Reed. And actually, the, the, the start of this session reminds us of that that if you were going to do a feed, let's say, over a phone line, in those days it would have been ADSL or something like that, or you would have used a symmetrics box in the studio to get that into the desk, somebody would have been there to do that for you before you arrived. Yeah. And yeah. that's the other thing, that we have become... Uh, that the revolution that was supposed to set us free has bound us because we are now computer engineers we are now mm. uh, software engineers we I spend half my like the other day again I wrote in another article about this the other day I, I had to just get down some really simple audio examples from a synth for a client and it was like mm. you know like 30 second riffs that I can just bang out. The, the the creative bit was the easiest bit of this because I opened Pro Tools, and the MIDI keyboard that had been working minutes before, and I'm I'm not exaggerating there, no mm. longer worked, and I couldn't figure out why. Nightmare. Then I opened a piece of software that told me my license was missing, but I own the mm. license to it, and it was like, how hard does this? Who needs this shit? It's clear. so stressful.
1: It honestly. is,
2: and you've got deadlines, and, and and then so in the end, I just opened a thing called Audio Hijack, which is a great application. Yep. and yeah, I got I my, I, and I got my synth in it, and I, and I recorded one, recorded two, and in fifteen minutes, I got twenty riffs down. They were all on a file. I could then get them into another editor just to clean them up a bit. But it was it's all of this stuff that. Mm. Like when what Reed's talking about is we'd have a tape op in the room. uh, We'd have Mm. somebody that would often run the monitors. I remember writing an article similar to this a a few years ago when I had to go and be in a vocal session for an ad that we were doing. And it was four vocalists and we'd rented a studio about uh, about half an hour from my house and I'm in the cab talking about the weather with a cab driver and I get there and there's the guy there somebody hands me a cup of tea great that's nice oh, and then there's a guy guy behind the desk the mics are up the gains are set everything's mm-hmm. ready I just I just give him the cue sheet and I sit there and I do what I'm supposed to do which is produce the session
1: Exactly.
2: Nothing else. And as as Reed yeah. said in the eighties, I would go into a studio. In fact, even even uh, even in the two thousands, I remember in two thousand mm-hmm. going into a studio. There'd be a tape op, there'd be a runner, there'd be an engineer. Uh, there, there were at least three personnel in a session, uh, and that meant that the creatives could be creative rather than mm. trying to mm. be engineers. We've be, we've well, been forced into this scenario yeah, on absolutely. the promise of a dream of a better way.
1: Mm. I mean, when I go to the studio, I always have an assistant there when I'm recording with a client because I hate making the client wait. And there's nothing that stresses me out more than something that's malfunctioning. I don't know what's going on um, and the client's sitting there waiting. So I always have an assistant there anyway to do all of that stuff and also to make tea, which is incredibly important. So I drink a lot of tea. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I don't want to be a a computer engineer. Um, I just want to make music like you. So yeah. I wish things would uh, be simpler, and the simpler they are, the the better they are for me.
3: The the interesting thing there is something interesting going on in Los Angeles. Obviously, I'm a, a post production person, and I work on a wide variety of 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 television for the streamers and for whoever. I'm not even allowed to say who but I'm I'm working for, but. Mm-hmm. Lately, the larger facilities have started reintroducing um, assistants during recording sessions, which I agree, I never go into a session unless I have an an assistant. I can't. Mm -hmm. At some point, even as an engineer, if I'm not completely familiar with the studio and where all the skeletons are hiding in it. And there's skeletons mm-hmm. in every studio. I just want to be able to say to somebody it's doing this. Can you, you know, can you <laughs> fix it? But um, the outside facilities that I'm working on have actually started to provide mixed techs, Good. Who set up the session according to each engineer's preferences and templates and they're, you know, they're 23-year-old kids just out of recording school, and they can fly Pro Tools. I, I, I won't hesitate to call them engineers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're computer, they're hardware and software wranglers, whose only job it is to keep the mixers who are coming in yep.
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, happy. So that's, an, that's a nice return. Mm. uh before now uh, let's say before a couple of years ago when this started to occur uh for a decade and a half we you know you'd walk into a room and that was it there was no one else around you were expected to get your job done and troubleshoot foreign systems mm-hmm. um uh, um without Without any, you know, the, without any help, the, the amount of time I spent on the phone at midnight to somebody saying, hey, it's, it's, you know, it's doing this. Oh, yeah. Well, you need to go back behind the desk. You need to unplug it, plug it back in. It'll be fine. And then it'll work.
2: Turn it on and off again kind of <laughs> policy. Yeah.
1: Very temperamental, yeah. these things, though. So sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't, you know, which is uh, scary stuff.
2: Here's the point, yeah. we're not, we, we are being hired, Reed is, you are, I am, to mm-hmm. be creative, to use our creative talents to deliver and our experience to deliver for the client on mm-hmm. time and on budget. M- most of the time, both of those are too small, mm-hmm. the time and the budget. So, so put that to one side first, but let's talk about the creative thing first. A study has been done uh, by California University that if we're distracted at any point during a conversation or anything, it takes our brain 23 minutes to recover. Yeah. Mm. So I'm in the middle of a, a riff idea or you're in the middle of a vocal take or reads in the middle uh, of some sound for a TV show. Mm. And something goes wrong. The plug doesn't work or, or ProTool stops working uh, or whatever it is. Or the monitor starts buzzing. First we've got to do the site first we've got to do the physical job of finding out what's wrong and getting it fixed. and if there's no one mm. else in the room, that's our gig. Secondly, we've got to recover our mojo. We've got to get back in the zone. Mm. and sometimes in in modern sessions, that's happening three or four times a session and that's so just multiply that. So you've lost eighty mm. minutes plus 90 minutes mm-hmm. of a sessions of your creative flow because of this stuff going on. Not and to
1: mention irritating the client like hell. Yeah, well, the great imagine. thing is
2: I don't. I mainly do unattended. So they don't get me. Okay. They don't get my Tourette's. They don't get me yeah. completely losing my... Yeah. Uh, you um, listen, I can you string know, I can string together. Multi. I, I'm one of those people who will join swear words together at moments like that because I'm so oh, angry. Lovely. You know, it can yeah. I, I reinvent swear words because I'll string them all. And, and the, um, the my computer has had so much abuse over the years. And it's not like I'm... This is the point. I'm not working with crap here. I'm working with a top Mac. Mm. i'm working with the top software in the world i've I've got all the right gear so so if people like us who've got all the good gear don't stand a chance who does
3: ever wondered what it's like to mix an entire album for kanye or layering vocals for chris brown join your hosts cash and g every fortnight as we sit down with some of your favorite artists producers
0: and engineers to talk everything music brought to you by avid pro tools that sounds great
3: you know uh A mile from me is, from where I live, is Disney. A mile and a half in the other direction is Universal. Yeah. Three-quarters of a mile from me is Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers has a stage in their Burbank lot that still to this day, it's kind of an old-school stage. It's got a giant S6. Nice. But... um you know, back in the day, you know, there's a Writers Guild Union right now here in the United States. And, and, you know, a lot, all dramatic television, all dramatic television in the United States, in terms of um, audio work is locked up by the unions, it's almost impossible to get to do a a non union broadcast television show in the United States. But, you know, those giant rooms those mix rooms were built they had them at sony as well in culver city i mean you've got this vast basically what's an airplane hangar with a bunch of treatment in it and giant speakers and that's how they're mixing movies mm-hmm. and that still holds but the stage at warner brothers is so huge and things used to take so long because they were union jobs. Okay. A mixer could not rewind a tape machine. Yeah. A, uh, uh, a tape op could not touch a fader. <laughs> so when you would call, when you'd be mixing these shows and you'd need to, you know, someone would stop you and say, okay, I don't like that sound effect go get another, go find another sound effect. Someone would have to call up to the library. They'd have to put stuff together. They'd have to dub it to tape and film. They'd have to bring it down. The tape op would string it up. So what you see in these large stages is you have the four, you know, let's say the, um uh, uh you know, the mixer's positions. You have, you know, uh, space for 30 people in the room. And in front of all of that, are foosball tables and billiard tables and uh, there's full time catering. This there's, there's a stage at Warner Brothers that is actually a working hotel.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
3: And it's like fifty or eighty thousand dollars a day or whatever it is, oh, and that's just to keep everybody on site. So. That you know you don't have a line of limos trying to get in, so i I guess what I'm saying is there's a there's a heritage in Hollywood that these things take time, but I don't know about anybody else, and I don't know about the two of you, but I'm a utility player here, and that's why people come to me is because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of fluff it needs to get done, needs to get done as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no time for uh, for billiards and so I have to be my own tape op and I have to be my own sound effects researcher mm.
1: and so do you I mean I imagine you mix with plugins a lot these days uh, yep. Reed, but um, do you have any particular plugins that really kind of help your workflow and and, and help kind of simplify things
3: so these days I'll yes I do the the, mm-hmm. the thing that the thing that's the that's s- cut uh, significant amounts of time over my day-to-day work uh is um sound which is not so much a plug-in oh yeah um you know it's it's basically a macro trigger system which you can get in and actually script but um it is shocking uh, how much time um, automating, you know, putting everything on a button or on a on an iPad um, has helped. And you know, most of the time it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't work because there are trade offs, I mm. have to go in and actually a little bit learn to code. What what is it? JavaScript or AppleScript or oh my whatever it is. Um, but I'll tell you something that's going on in town here now, and it has been for quite some time because I work from home because my product, uh, my sessions go out to other people. Um, because I work in other facilities around town, everyone is pretty much down to stock pro tools, plugins. Yeah. What does the app come come with in terms of ultimate of course it comes with the pro series of tools and you you can't be a facilities business and i was in the facilities business you can't be a facilities business and have every engineer coming in with their own set of plugins Mm -hmm. Uh, everything has to be transferable. I mean, these are, these are facilities that have dozens or hundreds of actual recording or mix studios around the world. They, right. they can't, they're not going to outfit everyone with anything more than, let's say, a basic waves package. Um, and so at this point, uh, if you can't, if you cannot make it work, with a stock Pro Tools plugin, then you have to freeze the. You have to do what you do, and then you have to freeze the track. And so, to answer your question, mm-hmm. no, not not really. We're um, we're we're using the tools that uh, come in the box, basically.
1: Okay, okay. Um, because Julian recently wrote an article about the plugins that he uses in every mix. Um and he actually found that most of them listed were not exclusively because of their sound. It was actually due to things like, you know, workflow, because they were stock plugins or, you know, familiarity yeah. just The, the, you know, the EQ seven was my... on his
2: list. The hmm? the, the avid EQ seven that Reed mentioned earlier was on his list. Yeah. Because it, oh, yeah. it's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's good.
1: Um yeah. So um
2: And it's low horsepower. Yep. Yeah. And it's DSP. Mm-hmm. If you if you got a huge, if yeah. you you see, there is a difference between the music world and the post world when it comes to things like this because the music world is far more kind of like disparate. It's for no two studios will have the same software on their systems, rarely will they. Uh, but to Reed's point, uh, you tend to. I, I, many will know that I consult with a lot of uh, of the industry brands on product, uh, mm. and uh, I have something i say to them very often let's take as read and i said this in my article that generally these days it's very hard to buy compared to what reed's talking about the era that we were in me and reed with tapes and desks and yeah. it's so much so that people don't realize this in the modern era if you're in a music studio there were certain channels on the desk you would use like there was a there was a channel that was good for bass because it had a better bass response than the chat two channels next to it mm-hmm. or it would uh, or things like that so it was it was really all over the place but but Compared to all of that gear, even that would when you built a studio that cost you two hundred grand in gear, today it's very hard to buy a bad piece of gear. So yeah. these conversations mm-hmm. about oh, what about the converters or or this plug-in sounds slightly better than that one? The, 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 let's take that as red. So I say to my clients, mm-hmm. there are only three things that matter after that workflow, workflow, and workflow.
1: Workflow. Yeah. And the amount let's and I'll give
2: you an example. I helped consult on the the redesign of uh, Vocaline for Synchro Arts. Mm. And I spent four years with those guys saying, guys, it's a great product. People love it. But one, it looks like a bag of hurt. And two, it works like a bag of hurt. Fix those things and people will love you. And and that's what happened. Uh, Here's a great example. And we talked about this on the last podcast, actually, When Auto Align Post came along, which aligns all the mics from a session, where where there could be two booms and two lavs on a session, all moving around and there's all phase rotation going on, when that came into Post Studios and the dialogue editors suddenly were able to get the dialogue in shape in a matter of minutes rather than days... That became, well, it won the award for, that won the tech award. That that, that is, yeah, if we're going to use that expression. That changed everything for (laughs) some. And the reason it changed everything was because it made things easier. And it meant, you see, we don't have, I don't know about you, I don't have the luxury of messing around in in my jobs. I have got a client that has, and read even more so, I remember saying to Mike once, what happens if you miss a, a broadcast TX? He said, you can't simple as that no there's, there's no discussion mm-hmm. there's no there's mm-hmm. no there's no luxury of oh can i have an extra day if tx mm-hmm. is on the friday and your deliverable for qc is on the tuesday night that is it mm-hmm. there's no there's no, it there's no yeah. do over there's no do over it's the read mm-hmm. you've got to deliver and mm-hmm. so oh, i don't yeah. have the luxury of moving deadlines and changing budgets
0: Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including 3 compressors, 3 filters, 3 preamps, and 3 delays you'll actually use. The latest release, 3 delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects, called the AudioFuse Creative Suite, is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use.
3: That's that's a really interesting point. I came up in broadcast um, in Canada, actually, um, and I would get final. I mean, I'm talking about half-hour kids shows and and you know like whatever whatever it was, travel shows and and we would know that we had a 12 hours to build out all of the audio, mix it, QC it, Uh, hundreds of sound effects. I mean, I won't go into it, but basically we do that on a Friday for Saturday, 9 a.m. broadcast. Wow, that's close. So if, if we got through our process, and this happened twice in my, uh, in my early career, And something went wrong and I would get a call at midnight. Um, if I was home, if if I was even home by then saying this has happened, we don't know why it's happened. Um, but you need to you need to come back and fix it. I would get in a cab and I'd go back and from mm-hmm. you know two a.m. to five a.m. I'd fix it, and then there would be someone waiting for me. It sounds like you know old guys who want the world to be you know the way it was, and that's that's not what we're saying. But there mm-hmm. would be someone waiting to run it up,
2: um, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, to VTR basically for play out. I have a great example of this is that sports programs, and I think I think whoever does this, they should get medals at the end of the Olympics. Let's say that the tennis has ended, or the Super Bowl has ended, or or the the FA Cup has ended, or the Olympics, for example. They have those segments at the end, don't they? at the very yeah. end of a show, which kind of give you the best bits of their show. They do it on The Voice and stuff like that as well, or America's, America's Got ta- American Idol and stuff like that. So those segments are, are, are being edited live as that show's playing out because some of the segment is the person raising the, raising the, uh, the cup at the end or putting on that gold mm-hmm. medal. So you know that a, a few minutes previously, somebody's putting that segment together
3: pictures and sound yeah. yeah
2: there's a there's a separate editor there's, sitting there. just and banging getting cues. clips he's going have you got messy let's get messy In have you have you got have you got uh, whatever it is and 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 so that's a great example of the kind of pressure broadcasters are under that's mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. the kind of pinnacle of pressure i do when i see mm-hmm. those things go out mm-hmm. i think two minutes ago this did not exist and now it's in yeah. transmission and now it's in a recap. Sorry yeah, yeah it's in transmission it's light going out live if there's yep. if there's if there's mistakes in that well sorry it's gone
1: so when, when you're working alone, uh, for example, I'm a freelancer. I most, mostly work from home uh, if I'm not recording with a client in the studio. So I have to be the person that pushes me to deliver these things. You know, Otherwise, the, the work ends up completely piling up and I have a month of just trying to catch up. So I obviously don't want to do that. So I'm always trying to look for time-saving things and, and things that will just help me get the music done and then delivered. Um, but it's always quite good to have someone kind of keeping you accountable. Yeah. Really, isn't it?
2: Well, as I say, it, 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 you often see people who craft mixes over months are the people who are <laughs> not getting paid to do it because they have the luxury of that time. They don't have a budget or a deadline. I'm not saying mm. that in a, in a condescending way because I've been there. So my mm. own stuff I can take forever over. It doesn't matter. I can replace this mm. synth a thousand times. I can d- remix it a hundred times. But mm. when I see people say... Uh, real mixes aren't finished i think well you've never done any pro work then because real mm-hmm. mixes have to be finished every time and they have to be yeah. right every time
3: and, and it doesn't mean you have to be happy exactly with it i mean i i hear things that i've done that i've done decades ago mm-hmm. when i first got to los angeles i did sound restoration so we were in the very early days of digital film sound restoration and and something will come on, some famous movie." And I'll, I'll get sort of PTSD <laughs> because the tools weren't perfect back then. They're not perfect now. You hear they a were click or something. Then. And I'll, I know that in this one sentence to listen for the phase anomalies, Yeah, and there it is coming back. So it doesn't mean we have to be happy with it, but no. it has to be a workable product when And it a lot out. of us, um,
1: when we mix, we're not happy with the final product. And that's the thing. If you give yourself too much time, you can end up just ruining it or just taking way too much time and you just need to get it out you know I I don't know whether it was you Russ I had a conversation with or or Julian but sometimes you know you just have to say to yourself right I finished this uh, project I'm just going to sort of release it out into the world or give it to the client and I'm done you know not keep sort of tweaking and going over it because you can end up completely ruining something that was that was fine you know
2: I tell you what's really interesting about what we do most of our best work is invisible because we're mm. doing things to the stuff, we're provoked. Sometimes, let's say, uh, Reed's been given a piece of dialogue that's really noisy, uh, and or there's a word wrong in the middle, and he's got to cut it back together in a way that that yeah. nobody will ever notice. That's some of his best work because he's, yeah. he's do you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. But no, if nobody notices, then he's got it right. Yes. I remember the guys at Industrial Light and Magic. There's a fantastic documentary on the Disney Channel about the history of, of special effects and Industrial Light and Magic. And one of the guys said, it was Ron, I think, the guy at Industrial Light and Magic said, if we've done our job right, they don't come out of Jurassic Park saying, didn't those dinosaurs look real? Exactly. They, say, they just say, what a great movie.
1: Exactly. And
2: and that's the truth of our work. Our work is that mm. they don't go, oh, that's an interesting vocal part or oh, that's that's a lovely guitar part. They go, hey, that's a great track. They, they, they enjoy the whole piece They, of they hum the tune. They sing yeah. the song or they come out of the movie or watch the TV show. Uh, mm. And I just I, – here's a question. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of Some, course. Th- th- for something it. that I, I'd like to ask all of the, you two. Do you think there are other industries that do what – that seems to happen in ours. Do you think pilots talk about plane stuff all day? And do you think carpenters talk about saws and which is the best hammer? Uh, I think they do. Uh, actually, not, you, you not think to the they do? That
1: we do? I don't
2: think. No,
3: that's true. Pilots do. Do they? Yeah, because you know it's so funny you say this because I was in the shower yesterday. Not that anyone needed to know that. Too much information. <laughs> but, um, well done. Well, glad <laughs> to know, thinking, you're glad you know, to know you've got good about, hygiene. <laughs> I was thinking about things like um, you know uh, AI and, yep. and 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 um, uh, and you know it, it it occurred to me that for decades that. You know, someone someone is going to try this on an airplane, right? They're going to try flying a passenger jet like a drone, and they're going to do all sorts of tests. Um, mm-hmm. But I've known a lot of uh, pilots in my life, and there are a lot of people in our industry, engineers, sound engineers, in Los Angeles who are pilots. Mm-hmm. There are also a lot of sound engineers who were also drummers. So there's something mm-hmm. about being surrounded by gear, Mm. That's appealing to those people. Uh, certainly to me. The first thing I wanted to be was a pilot. but interesting. I used to um, uh, work at a job in Santa Monica, and the owner of the job really of the of the company really liked me and he was it was a world renowned company. and he'd only ever l- go to lunch at one place and it was this Thai restaurant. At Santa Monica Airport, which is is not like Heathrow, it's a general aviation airport, it's private jets, right? Um, And private planes and biplanes and all sorts of stuff. But the restaurant is packed with pilots, and that's all they were talking about, was this piece of equipment versus that piece of equipment. Right. What's coming up next. Right. You know, passenger flight versus uh, flying packages, Around the world,
1: yeah. I think try. it's a sign of passion as well. You know, if you're passionate about your industry, you're going to want to discuss you know, it a lot. I imagine, yeah,
3: but and be around other people who can talk intelligently about it.
2: But mm-hmm. here's the thing, though: I don't. I, I, let's say, so I've had building work or done on my house, or, or, or I've had decorators in. I don't. I don't ask them what gear they're using. I as the, as the, as the end user, I just want them to do a great job, and it's up to them to buy well, the, the right tools.
3: Yeah, but who is then? Who is asking? you i mean i'm asking you what gear you're using but my contractors don't ask me my clients never ask me my clients have
2: never ever asked me they don't know what door i use they don't know what speakers i mix on (laughs) in fact there's a great example uh when people say why do i use the key speakers it's because in the i had this conversation the other day with someone else who has a pair it's just fixing a new movie and uh and then and the people say why do I love them I say I said to him in four years how many how many second mixes do you think I've had sent back from client and he said how many I said it's a round number it's zero yeah so they're telling me the truth and they translate outside the room which is worth its weight in gold
3: wait like what what speakers were those Because I'm
2: looking for yeah the key threes from key audio kiI yeah Uh, And they, and listen, this is an advert for those. There are other people say the same about their speakers. So that's, so I've got these speakers because they are, they, they, they just mean I don't have to go through unnecessary remixes for clients because they're telling me the truth. So yeah. when we're having these gear conversations, it's got to be, I always think the two most important things in music studios are the transducers, they're the mics and the speakers. They're the two, everything else in the middle of the workflow doesn't almost matter, it's, everything's almost as good as each other. But the microphones to capture and the speakers to monitor, I think, are really the most important parts of that chain. Yes. Mm. For that okay. reason.
1: Interesting. and so. Kind of going with the AI and inventions, because we're moving pretty fast in the world of, you know, advancement. Um, Is there anything that's just been invented or is yet to be or could be invented soon um, that would be, you know, completely change things for you and make life way simpler for your workflow? Reid?
3: I'm a... You know what, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm the guy in the room with his cane shaking at the kids on the lawn saying you kids you know get off my lawn and 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 I'm talking about this an awful lot and there are reasons for that I um I have a business partner who is pure business he's not a creative he's not an audio person um and we have a number of ventures together uh, but he is very, very sort of high up in the sort of AI hi- hierarchy and okay. sort of robotics hierarchy <clears throat> for a company that probably arrives uh, with a truck at your house every single day. Okay. So I won't say the yeah. Name I know of the my
2: wife is got is got he's got it tattooed right. on her forearm, and and,
3: and it's um, it's pretty astonishing. So the plugins now that are being developed and released for chat gpt are very industry specific Mm -hmm. and the way i see this going is not only is it look it will start as a tool for us i'm not sure you know uh chat gpt is coming from my sound effects library but i think what we're going to see fairly quickly is a purveyor, you know, someone who sells and markets sound effects libraries. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, There are a number of them, and I don't know, you know, who's got the leg up because DSP engineers and AI engineers are expensive things to have. But I think what we're going to see is a plugin for something like ChatGPT or something like uh, um, uh, you know whatever uh, cataloging sound effects cataloging system people are using, I think we're very likely to see plugins from those companies allowing you to track lay. That is, here's a scene. Describe the scene. Now go and get the sound effects that match the scene.
1: Oh, put wow. them on
3: a pro. Put them on a Pro Tools timeline. Give me five different versions, and then you go in we go in as mixers and decide what we um uh, uh, what combinations we want i don't i'm not worried about things like resynthesis and okay well you know it's a background it's got some traffic it's got some birds mm-hmm. uh re- and, and having a system resynthesize that for me because we still need control but i think i think the first soldier to fall here is mm-hmm. going to be um uh in the on the sound effects side um, mm. uh, yeah so
1: it'll be the more kind of technical jobs that fall first I imagine it's the next industrial the kind of creative.
2: Rev- yeah but the thing is it's the next industrial rev- revolution and it's where where algorithms always replace the monotonous jobs first mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. basically we we are going through a technical industrialization in a sense and if we and and and, and I'm slightly I smile to myself when I see really top pros working in some of the biggest facilities in in America or in, in Britain. AI is coming for our jobs. I said, no, AI is not coming for your job. It's coming for the people you complain about all the time first. Yeah, it's coming for all mm-hmm. the kids. It's coming for it's So it's 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 going to do all those kind of tasks. Listen, who doesn't want a piece of technology that would label all your tracks because it knows what's in them? Who doesn't want a piece that of to- technology that will clean up all your audio? And that's that's already there. So the latest version of Acon. Uh, dialogue mm-hmm. uh, extract is really smart. And there's loads of kind of AI noise fixing. You see, mm-hmm. AI can do... and Isn't this interesting? We've come full circle because what Reed, Reed just described is an assistant in the room which is what we mm-hmm. lost. So if we yeah, can use AI... To get back some of the people that can set up our inputs and say, "Okay, Russ is going to do this session today, so he needs it." Would so I I, I would love AI to know what's plugged into my interface and then set up the set up those channels on on Pro Tools. So Pro Tools knows what channels are plugged in, so I don't have to go into Pro Tools and say, "Oh, it's this." On, I've got a guitar in one and a vocal in two and drums on three. It would just auto sense all those channels and set me all the channels and set the gains. Uh, mm-hmm. All those kind, that's what engineers used to do. that's what the assistant mm-hmm. did. You see what a lot of the kids don't realize now, what a lot of people generally don't realize in the music world is most of the people who are their heroes now used to do one job. They would come mm-hmm. into a studio before the real proper producer or engineer or mix engineer arrived, and they would get a balance mix up. That would be like an approximation of the mix. Uh, yeah. and that would take an hour or so get the tapes the tapes would be spooled up they'd put the put that mix through they'd get the approximation in and then when the real guy came in the room they'd leave the room or go make the tea and he'd do mm-hmm. the real work now yeah. most of those people one day the real guy called in sick
1: and then they got their chance then of they course. got their chance
2: right. And yeah. a lot of those people, if you talk to them, that's where, that's, the, 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 and they're now, they're, there's plugins named after them. They're all, they've won Grammys and stuff, but they were the assistant in the room who at some point mm-hmm. got their chance. And then we went yeah. through this, in, we went through this technological revolution, which entrapped all the creatives into like having to be all those things without assistance. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. AI can be my assistant, can do all that crap i don't want to do every day
1: that's very boring it's boring it
2: anybody who says they enjoy cleaning up dialogue uh, needs to get a life mm. or anybody that <laughs> enjoys labeling tracks yeah. like one of my I know biggest
1: someone who loves doing melodyne and honestly i don't mind it but after a while it gets really really dull and you know i don't want to just throw an auto-tune on there well, i want to melodyne things properly so they sound nat- natural so i'd love for ai to get so advanced that it could like melodyne
2: Listen, I want to go even further about that. I want to get to the basics. And listen, people talk about robots taking over the world. People who say that don't have a Google Home uh, Hub in their house and they don't have Alexa in their house. Because most Mm -hmm. of my life, I'm swearing at my home automations because it's not doing a simple thing. Like, for example, here's a really simple task. This is like AI 101. I will say, uh, Google set me a timer for 19 minutes because I'm putting this I'm putting this piece of chicken in the oven and about Mm. five minutes before the end I go hey Google how long's left on the timer and it'll go it's 3 15 p.m Russ and I go no I don't want to know the time I want to know how long's left on the timer and so I've come to a point now where I've had to adjust what I say to that just so I can Mm. be sure it's going to tell me what so I have to go how long's left on the timer just so it gets it right yeah, and stuff like that. And it's like, if these people think that that robots are coming for us anytime soon, they don't have any of this home automation because most of it is pretty crap. And I read an article the other day that said that most of Apple employees won't use Siri because it's not very good. And yeah, I think that was on Mac Observer the other day. So we are, and I saw what that guy that was reported by the Godfather quote unquote of AI said this week. And there are things we need to worry about as much as we need to worry about uh, when we start using a chemical, or when we start oh. doing military stuff, or when we start. Mm-hmm. Fl- there's there's so many things in the world that will already kill us. I don't mm-hmm. think we should start adding AI to the list yet, because as they say, you're more probably you're probably more likely to die of heart disease. Uh, or cancer, or or, or 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 asthma, because of the state of our air. So I I I, I don't buy into the whole doomsday scenario mm. quite yet, especially when there are a million other risks out there. Mm. And the news loves it. AI is the new clickbait for the news at the moment because oh, yes, everybody reads AI stories, the and they'll get bored. Yeah. They'll move on they like ki- they're like chimps that the media are. They go, "Oh, yeah. Trump's back in court. Let's go back to Trump for a few weeks now." Yeah, cool. That's my little um, that's my little rant. So I'm 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 cautiously <laughs> optimistic about AI, uh, but I know that's there are, I know there are things because man is very good at doing one thing and that's ruining good inventions by selfishly using them for the wrong reasons.
0: The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
3: I... I think there's an opportunity, especially for recording schools, because there are so many thousands of them now where there weren't 40 years ago. um, Setting up kids to get jobs that aren't there. Um, For um, prompt engineering. So you're an audio person, that is your passion, Mm -hmm. and maybe your entry-level job is coming into a facility and instead of, you know, being up the chain a bit, it's, you know, and, and, and actually being a sound editor or a re-recording mixer. You are watching scenes, uh, in advance of editing sessions and you're, you know, uh, uh, you're using a plugin and chat GPT to go look at all the sounds that are in your own library, each of which is meticulously encoded with its own metadata and um, maybe that's the the future that the immediate future that I see is that you get some kid coming in mm-hmm. and being so on top of their game that uh, you know they're 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 laying up sound effects for you know the biggest movies and the biggest mm-hmm. television so shows. So they're
1: skipping all of those previous steps that they had to. Go through. And
3: right, look, being a, re- a re-recording mixer, especially at least in Los Angeles, is 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 not about being um, technologically savvy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's mostly about politics <laughs> and social interaction. That's oh, wow. yeah. that's what it is. Uh, the 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 greatest technical people, the people who can do the fastest work typically also very often tend to be the most impatient.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if
3: you're in those rooms, at least in LA, if you're in those rooms and you're mixing Game of Thrones and you're mixing Jurassic Six and you're mixing James Bond, you know, 24, um, you know you don't you have assistance around that's true. But the pre dubs Get it so in the ballpark at this point that by the time the client is on the stage, it's not quite a rundown, but it's almost a rundown. And the job is interfacing with difficult people. Which is funny,
1: which is ironic, because usually the sort of very technical people that prefer kind of isolated work aren't the most sociable People in general. I, obviously, you've uh, got you know people that are sociable and do that, but it, it tends to, it doesn't go hand in hand. And I, I
3: include myself in that. Actually, mm, me too. I, I prefer to work alone, mm-hmm. and I know that if I lay something up and I've mixed it. And I've done it to the best of my ability. And we go and a client comes in the room. But this is also, you know, maybe this is just, just the level of clients that I work with. We may go through 40 different versions, but we'll almost always come back to my original.
1: Okay.
3: Um, that takes, that so, takes patience. You know, as long as they're paying for it, yeah. that's great. Yeah. But I still have limited patience. So I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, uh, I'm not mixing a television because... The, I don't have the personality for it,
2: frankly. Here's a good example, mm-hmm. actually, of why we shouldn't be so concerned about how how we can. I think at the moment there's kind of a there's kind of a uh, the media has set up this fake war of humans versus AI, and yet actually, if you see some of the the best science fiction movies like Star Wars or all those kind of things, it's humans and robots working together. So I'll give you a great example. Will AI replace ADR? Well, it depends how you think ADR works. If you think ADR is about making things fit to time, that you get the original movie and you get the, 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 the dialogue artist and it fits to time, then it could replace ADR. But that's not what ADR is about. Really good ADR people get the performance in the studio. Yes. And so if you can work with AI, so you can concentrate on getting the right performance in the studio to replace the dialogue that wasn't wasn't caught on set. And the mm-hmm. AI can do the fitting, what a win.
1: That's great. Yeah. Those kind
2: of things. At the moment, yeah. they have to do both. They have to get, no, a, they could, have to get a great take. Agree. They have to get a great performance. They have to get the audio right. They have to get the performance right. Mm-hmm. And they have to make sure it fits. And you're there mm-hmm. with an, a piece of talent. And that piece of talent has now said the same line 15 times.
1: Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's kind of stressful and it takes a while to get back into that headspace if something goes wrong and you're overly focused on the technicalities. Yeah, because generally, so, yeah.
2: generally your best performance is your first one.
3: Yeah. You know there's there's this, this 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 thing about the people paying for the content broadcasters and streamers yeah. um you know have have things like script approval and very often what'll happen is you'll shoot a scene with a bunch of people and let's say they're they're A level people because it's an A level show um and then sometime down the line the script someone will want to change something in the script, either by necessity or desire. You know, the, the top, if you think about actors Mm -hmm. and how they apportion their time and you think about, um, the a list. Yeah. A lot of them now, at, at least in the United States, I'm, I'm talking about George Clooney. I'm talking about Brad Pitt. I'm talking about Julia Roberts. Um, have clauses in their contracts that they don't
2: do ADR. Yeah. Do they do wild You're tracks? Getting, Reed? Will the, they do the wild tracks? Will will they do it while still on set? Well, yes. Yeah, they'll wild tracks instead, will they. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're not they're not they're not going to a recording studio 6 months later to try to recreate mm. a performance from a lifetime ago, uh, which is 6 months in their case. So I think One of the early uses of AI for ADR Mm -hmm. will probably be, yes, you get their consent. Yes, it's a likeness issue. But we need this line. Okay. um, You know, have AI learn my voice and say the line, send it to me for approval. And no one has to go. Anywhere no, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm really talking about single lines anyone who works in the dubbing industry and mm. I do mm. um, has had actors come in you run the scene and then Netflix changes the script and you've got to call those people back for a minimum four hour
2: call and it it gets very expensive and, and irritating and, for them um, as well. Mm. Because well, say that again. and irritating for them as well. So and you're the you're, horribly you're, you're irritating. You're the you're you're the person who's got to do the politics of having to manage their irritation of having to come back as well.
3: Act as and you may never, well. you may not have been the the person who did it in the first place, or, or made the decision. May not be the
2: facility that did it in the first place. And
3: and you st- stood there, sort of apologizing, sorry, this won't take. This will only take a moment. You know, like that. So I see AI. AI being of use there but i, I will say this i'm also I, I i am hearing because i do a lot of foreign language to english dubbing work, reversioning uh, yeah a- animated and yeah. um and live action i'm hearing i'm starting to hear ai voices in Hmm.
1: Mm. that reminds me of the dream tonics v studio with the uh what's it called Tr- uh cross-lingual synthesis
2: to yeah. Take a song a vocal and turn it into Spanish if it was English yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, which I, is, did is you, really I, fascinating. Obviously, I don't know if you saw Succession this week, but this very thing happened in Succession this week. Uh, yes. This was slightly more, more. It's a great show. It's one of my favourite shows on telly. And uh, the, the chief protagonist is now dead in the show and he's made a video and they need to change what he says in the video and there's a scene in the, actually in the in the in the in the suite saying hey we need these words to change and the guy the video guy's going well we can't do it and by the end of the show it's done it's not done by ai it's done by some clever stuff i've had to do and all sorts of perfect not perfect but mm. but the thing is but it's getting there. well nobody notices it's trick it's trick of the hand stuff i figured out uh i put it on the experts a few years ago i don't know if you know about this uh read. I figured out that I can get rid of half the ums and stuff in an interview just by dipping the audio. I don't need, I don't need to edit the picture because it just looks like they're taking a breath, but you lose the um. Mm. And I just thought one day, I just did it as a test. I had this this interview that was um, 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 and I thought, I'm going to spend all day cutting this. And then I've got to use use a, a smoothing technique to cut between the frames so it looks like one single piece of footage. And then I thought, I wonder what happened? So as a test, I just started dipping in Pro Tools, the ums, and you couldn't tell. And it's yeah, funny how the eye and the ear aren't always following each other. You can trick people with edits. Even before mm, AI it gets people's involved. Brains, yeah. You must have done yeah. it, Read at times. Last week I had a, an ad I had to finish and uh, somebody had, the, the, uh, hadn't the had got time, but the voiceover artist had heavily uh, de-essed his voice and the word technology becomes technology. Yeah. And I thought, what am I going to do here? So I had to go through the whole of this video to... And prayed to myself that the technology appeared again, and in the end it didn't. But I found another word with T on it, and I picked up the T from Just that piece, took it down, mm. and had to cut it back in. And again, it's coming mm. back to this point that some of our best work is never seen and isn't never that heard.
1: so satisfying when you do that though, and no one notice?
2: Yeah, it's it's nice. I had one. I did. I had one about two years ago. Sent uh, a team on a film shoot for an audio brand, and uh, they were recording a girl in a studio singing and she sang into an SM7 as a side address and it's an end address mic <laughs> <laughs> and the footage comes back to the studio oh. and I look at it and I think shit it was middle of covid she couldn't come back mm. for reshoot oh my goodness we couldn't get her, we couldn't get the shoot crew up to her it all it was just one of those catalog of errors and I thought I've got that is
1: terrifying stuff so <laughs> yeah we
2: had to rotoscope every frame of that video and put a new mic in what I mean by rotoscoping is we had to cut the background of her out, cut her out the background, yeah. which is moving image. We had to put a new background in. We then had to put a new microphone in. And the, and the trick of really good uh, compositing, and I learned this because I used to work in post houses in Soho with some great 3D guys and girls, is is the lighting. You have to relight the whole scene again. That's mm. when it works. Because if you don't, then th- both both things have different light on them. Uh and to this day I know I know it's I know it was done but no one else knows apart from me and the client.
3: Um mm. I'll I'll say this about that uh again I can't name names but um years ago I turned exactly what Russ is talking about into a 3 year gig. Um the most famous person on planet earth had been contracted to do this this corporate thing. And they said the name of the company wrong. It was a oh, British wait, no. person. Oh, no. And the pronunciation was a British pronunciation. And uh, they came to me in a panic and said, We have 19 instances of this person saying the word this way, and we need to say him. Have him saying it this way. Mm-hmm. So to Russ's point, if you, if I were, to, if you were, uh, 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 actually the word was fidelity, which in America is pronounced fidelity. Yeah. yeah. And he had the talent had said it correctly once, and I managed to take that, put it in the other eighteen instances. And it turned into a
2: multi-hundred-thousand-dollar <laughs> 3 How long we? How long ago was that? Gig. That was ten years ago. So you would have had things like Revoice Pro if you needed to change the intonation and stuff like that. So because obviously that's the one of the problems that people don't get when you have to do word replacements is often the intonation's wrong so the words mm. will fall the word will fall differently depending on how reported. it sits in a sentence well it just it will just be wrong it just will not yeah. fall in a sentence properly because mm-hmm. it might go down yeah. instead of up and so you have to do yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of you have to retune the vocal uh so,
1: so how did you do that read in the end then
3: what did you use i i uh, i took the one instance where the talent said fidelity i took the ear and I replaced the other 18 instances of fidelity just with the vowel.
2: Good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you kept the rhythm of each sentence.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I wasn't
2: replacing whole words. I was mm. replacing a vowel. In Pro Tools, I'm guessing. And then lots of clever fades. Yeah. To cut out the clicks. I mean, stuff. everything is in the crossfade, right? Mm. But the did you world.
1: enjoy, Reed, did you enjoy doing that? Or is it something that you yeah, I can imagine yeah. it'd be quite fun.
3: I mean, you know, at least in Los Angeles, my early background, my very early background, I've been here 32 years, but my, my first seven years were, six years were um, sound restoration. And you said a little earlier that, you know, it can get tedious, there's no question. Mm. But at the time, it wasn't tedious, because no one else in the world was using the tools we were mm. using, we were inventing the workflows and inventing, mm. uh, you know, and the company was standing, who sold the gear was standing over our shoulders saying, Oh, my gosh, we never thought about this, let's go back and we'd have a new, we'd have a new code base the next morning, because we were, we were kind of inventing all of this as as we go. But uh, as russ has said there sometimes the 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 simplest silly little things mm. are they're the the money they're the money makers they're the yeah. money shots for the client i saved i was able to help the people got promoted yep at universal because of this people became vice presidents because mm. they knew someone i just happened to be the first person they called and uh i mean tens of millions of dollars and you couldn't go we they were at stake tens of millions and they could not go back to the singer and say please we need to do this again but you need to say fit you know yeah. fidelity instead yeah. of fidelity. Yeah. Um, uh, so those are really self-satisfying mm. moments, actually, mm. for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can imagine you completely saved the day. This
2: brings us full circle and reminds me of something I said to somebody else today: is that we get kind of get very romanticized and very uh, sometimes start drinking our own Kool Aid in this industry because we work on famous shows or famous work with famous people. We kind of start thinking we're rock stars too. And it, and and mm. I I've often said. That when you boil our job down, it comes down to one thing. People pay us to make their problems go away. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's my life. My life is somebody saying to me, hey, can we do this? And hopefully the answer is yes, because that's what they're looking for. And that's really – and Reid was just saying they had a big – they had a million-dollar problem, a hundred-a-million-dollar problem there. Uh, but it, it doesn't always have to be about the money. It just might be about reputational damage. It might be about just delivering to TX. It might be a single like you've got in your studio uh, that you've just got to deliver a single for, and it's all gone pear-shaped, and it's somebody's got to put this put this project back on the tracks. And it kind of comes full circle, as I say, that I don't have the luxury of talking about converters and yeah. the luxury of talking about which plugins to use.
1: Well, we're there to serve the client, really. We're, we're there to serve the artist or the, yeah. the brand or whatever. So we can't really put our own egos and say, well, this is the way I want to work. This is what I'm going they to do and care. we fiddle around with this. It's they just, you know, you've just got to do what you're asked, basically. Um, and,
3: and you know, this, this, uh, you know, I've talked about my personality and how there are things that I'm not suited towards. Um, I... I don't have an ego with any of this. That's one of the things that coming from Canada to Los Angeles 30 years ago taught me was to, you, you know, you're not serving yourself. If someone's paying you to do a job, if you're doing your own thing, that's mm-hmm. that's great, fiddle. Mm-hmm. But if someone's paying for you to do a job, you may believe that they're not correct, but, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Because it's not your show, yeah. it's theirs. yeah.
2: yeah. Their vision is the only one that matters. You spend enough time in this industry that your tongue bleeding where you're biting it.
0: RSPE Audio Solutions design, sell, and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, Reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com.
1: So, we've just got time to finish with our regular feature, Find of the Week. Um, Reid, uh, what's your Find of the Week?
3: Well, something Russ said a few minutes ago. I'm going to get off this call and go look at key speakers, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, the, um, as I said earlier, I've been using Soundflow. Um, and i found it i found it useful i'm not a fan of the subscription model but um some of the things that i've seen that they're doing now that pro tools and that avid has you know opened up hooks into their software to uh, to the soundflow people um is uh, is very exciting so i'm just going to go back to you know stuff that uh, people have been using for years and say um, some of what's coming up is very exciting, and um i'm i'm i it for any given job um, mm-hmm. soundflow saves me about fifteen percent of the time that it used to take which is which is for someone who works four thousand hours a year is massive yeah. So uh I'm going to be boring as I always am during the
2: find of the week and say that uh right now I'm 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 just back on that.
1: Brilliant. So so Russ what's your find of the week?
2: Uh mine is Akon Digital Extract Dialogue 1.5. Uh a uh, Norwegian developer. Uh small guy. Uh He's quietly been just beavering away. He's, he's teamed up, I can't remember, with a university somewhere. And so the AI behind this now is really cool. So he's got, he's used to, he did a smart thing. He, he teamed up with the sound effects library. And so he, he's been able to sample hundreds of hours of traffic noise and hundreds of hours of wind noise and hundreds of hours of water. And that, so he's got a massive, because AI depends on its libraries. It has to have a library to start with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and. Yeah. Uh,
2: this thing is really clever and really smart. One of the things I love about it is it's got like a, a sort of, uh, well, it's got a filter section on it, so you can say okay, you can really hard attenuate the noise, but then you can say to the filter, but don't attenuate at the top end. So don't often when you start doing hard dialogue cleaning, you start getting kind of like the the first the first tell is at the top end that starts getting a bit mushy. Yeah. And you could tell it not to touch the top end, so you've still got those top end transients coming through, and it's also got a, a it's also got a, a a graph to show you where the noise is, so you can kind of hone in on the noise. So if it's just rumble, you can just get the rumble gone, or if it's wind noise, mm-hmm. it's 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 clever. And mm-hmm. he's really for a one person operator, he's really putting a threat on on the on the on the, on, on the uh, the T Rex in the room, which is Isotope. Uh, because they have owned it this space for a decade, uh, and and he's coming up fast, and 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 this this is brilliant. And I'm using Acoustica as well, which is entire suite. Uh, and I and I tell you what I love about small developers. I was in it the other day, and I had to clean up those bits of audio I was telling you about earlier. And uh, it didn't have Tab to Transient. I thought that'd be nice, so I just messaged him and said, "Hey, Stein, can we get Tab to Transient point?" And he said, "How would you like it to work?" He said, "Because you can't use the Tab in this because of a, a, a Mac thing." And he said, how about these keys? I went, yeah. He said, right, leave it with me. I love that. I love developers like that, yeah. that you can just <laughs> send them a message and say, yeah. can you do that for me? And he's gone off to yeah. do it. Now, it's yeah, really hard great. in a big organisation, not because they don't want to do it, but because of the layers of management and all the other stuff. It can take a big organisation like Avid or Apple or that months to even get it on the docket.
1: Hmm.
3: I had downloaded it. Um, I installed it, but I haven't had a chance to use it. I love the Acoustica. I I I I I, uh, I love the Acon
2: stuff. He's doing a great job, um, isn't he?
3: Mm. Yeah, he really humble he guy. Is. And 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 th- and that's one of the things that you end up with small developers. This guy figured he needed to go out and learn AI, and he learned AI. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Isotope can't and Apple. Well, Apple can. Isotope just can't go off and hired fifteen AI guys and machine learning people and dsp people well well, they've got dsp people but but because they're tremendously expensive yep and there's a massive competition in the marketplace for their skills so the moment that you you say to somebody yeah i'd like to come over and 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 work on ai for you and the and the starting number is four hundred thousand dollars a year then you're down to small developers going out and figuring it out and Mm -hmm. doing Uh, doing deals with sound effects. That's actually brilliant. Mm. So, What about you, Eishia? What's your find of the week? So,
1: yeah, I mean, mine's pretty sort of straightforward. I found, uh, so the Wave Super Rack Performer, um, which is basically you can bring all of the, the plugins that you use in your record, onto the live stage which I think is really cool because um, often these days artists tend to rely on processing chains for their kind of signature sound so with this all you need is uh, Waves plugins, a Mac or PC and then you can connect it to the mixer and you're done and so you can have a, a live show that sounds exactly like uh, the track that you've worked on which wow. is pretty impressive.
3: Yeah. That sounds
2: cool. That's,
3: that sounds cool. Yeah. That's very, very cool. I think it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah.
1: But um, wow. yeah, I, that's all we have time for this week. Um, but thank you so much to Russ and Reed, And we will be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert podcast.